With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get to what everybody was complaining about earlier today, earlier this morning. Paulie, I'll start with you. Oh, that's fun. Um, this is a weird complaint. I went watching a lot of Little League World Series in the afternoons with my kids. And uh, my daughter goes, is baseball always on in the afternoon? I'm like, no, this is Little League World Series. They're enjoying it. I was thinking this, because baseball is always trying to get younger viewers. What if baseball did a nationally televised late afternoon game four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not Fridays? Like an after-school special, like they used to have a movie when we were growing up. the MLB after-school special. So it's a nationally televised game. There's a lot of games that happen. Like the Rockies are going to play today at 245. But that's going to be broadcast locally in St. Louis. So you have a nationally televised. How about we start out with one afternoon game a week? Okay. So it's the it's the after school game of the week, and it's marketed a little bit towards kids. Maybe the broadcast could be a little kid friendly. Maybe Nickelodeon kind of embraces this, like they did the NFL game. When my kids get home in April at three o'clock, they're doing anything to not do homework. If you had baseball on live, the kids can watch the entire game. They could tune in. It just yeah, they seems can like, watch it from start to finish yeah. for a change. Okay, yeah, all right. So it's not much. Of, it's a complaint, but maybe with a optimistic look. Okay, it. a forward spin. Yeah, bloop. Okay, uh, Seaton. So it's just an East Coast three o'clock game. Kind of. I, I understand that's already an issue, but maybe you start one. Let's say it was going to be uh, Padres Dodgers. You start that one at six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock local, and everyone gets to watch it. It's, mm. And you're not going up against other live sports. Mm. All right. Seaton? This stupid Jeter documentary. I try to watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Why? Because he's just such a robot. He's like, you know, I was just focused every day. I just wanted to be the best teammate I could be. That's. <laughs> I just wanted to work hard and be the best teammate I could be because that's what really motivated me. It's like, dude, loosen up, man. Uh, yeah. Good Why, Paul? I, I'm going to back Seton on this. I'm not a Yankees fan as much as I know about Derek Jeter. I've tuned in a lot of this. I thought, documentary, maybe I'll learn something about the subject. 
I've learned nothing about the subject. It's like a propaganda piece more than it is a, a documentary. Like, hey, uh, your reaction to Alex Rodriguez using steroids? Well, I was disappointed. I, I was disappointed. <laughs> I'm Derek Jeter, and I really approve, I approve this message. Really? So you were, you were upset? Wow, interesting. You were disappointed in your teammate. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I think it's to remind Yankee fans of when they used to be good and win championships. But it is. Let's open up the scrapbook here. I mean, it's a it's a total troll job by the mothership to go. I didn't need seven parts for Derek Jeter. Like the, I, I just didn't. They're at the meeting like, I don't think six is enough, Jim. Yeah. Steve, you're right. Let's yeah. go seven. How do we get a little more out of this? Yeah. Well, I just I just wanted to be a good teammate. That's I what I was really focused on was was being a good teammate. It was really rare if Jeter ever said anything. Still. He still won't say I know. Anything. That's the thing is, Jeets, you can say something now. It's okay. You know who comes off? as more revealing and more interesting is A-Rod. Because A-Rod's like, look, I didn't grow up with a father. I was insecure, you know, and I, I, I showed that with Derek. You know, I was envious of him. Like, he gave you something that was real behind, you know, his curtain there. Jeets, it's like, what's the big controversy? Oh, do I go out with Scarlett Johansson or do I go out with fill-in-the-blank? Jordana Brewster. <laughs> All right, who else is complaining today? Marv? I just saw that it was a Run TMC documentary in the works. Yeah. Look, I love all three of them, but... So you've got uh, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, Mm -hmm. and Chris Mullen. That's right. They uh, didn't win anything, but they were entertaining. Run TMC. I don't think I need... I don't need a documentary on every single team Mm. in the history of the sport. (laughs) Do I need one on the 92 Blazers? Look, I, I don't think the Warriors, I don't think this run TMC team got to a conference finals. Now, the Jailblazers, I'd be interested in that. Oh, Rashid, J.R.? Yeah. Name I, Isaiah, was he Isaiah Ryder or J.R. Ryder back then? He was fascinating. So talented they and had so a, fascinating. They had a lot of talent on that team. Now, that would be a documentary. I don't know if they've ever thought about that, but if if they could pull that one off with the, with the Blazers in the early 90s. Yeah, Marv. Up 15 in the fourth quarter oh. against the Lakers. Oh. The Sean Elliott shot over Rasheed Wallace. Like, look, they came close a couple times. Yeah, they did. More interesting than Run TMC. Yes, Paul. I, I enjoyed me some Run TMC, but I, I can't imagine a documentary. Like, you know, the, the Oakland A's and Billy Bean got a, got a movie with Brad Pitt, and they didn't win. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like Hoosiers. They, they didn't make Hoosiers when they uh, lost in the semifinals. They, Moneyball is about a team that didn't win. Still one of the more amazing movies of all time. When if I tell you what the concept is, and you go, uh, wait, so they get on base a lot? Yeah, yeah, it's on base percentage is what it's all about. Um, you know, we're not going to mention they had three great pitchers. <laughs> we're not going to put that in there. It's all about a good-looking GM, and it's all about spending wisely, and we get guys. Scott Hatterberg is going to be the star of this. What? Yeah, it's called Moneyball. Wait. Well, Brad Pitt's... Oh, okay, we'll greenlight that. Yes, Seton. I love that every movie Brad Pitt produces, he has a cameo in it of himself, and he's always the hero. (laughs) It'll be like, hey, here's this uh, army movie. Who's the soldier that's going to come in at the end of the day and save everybody? Oh, it's Brad Pitt. Is it? Did he make it? Oh, he produced this movie. Okay. He's done that like five times. Yes, Paul. Imagine you're Barry Zito and Mark Mulder and Tim Hudson, and you get your agent calls this. 
hey, dudes, guess what? Brad Pitt's making a movie about the O2As. You're like, really? That's awesome. Who's going to play me? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're not in the movie. No, you're not. You're not in the no, script no. in any way. No. I was a Cy Young winner. Oh. Yeah. I was a Cy Young winner. Yeah. I, I get yeah. But the fact that they pulled that off is amazing. <laughs> hot, hot GM makes good was the original name of the movie. <laughs> and they put Jonah Hill in there, and you're like, okay. Even though he was really good. But they, we got magic. We got box office magic. And you're like, we're going to have a baseball movie. But it's not really about a baseball movie. It's, it's about a team that, well, they don't win the championship. And the GM and his relationship with his daughter. And we have guys who um, we don't spend a lot of money on. And once again, we don't bring up how great our pitching staff is. They did it because of Brad Pitt getting the right players and Scott Hatterberg getting on base. That's why we win. Uh, Todd, you complaining about anything today? I think we got to go back to catchers being allowed to block the plate. There were a couple of plays recently, a few days ago, where the guys were called out, and then they turned it over and called them safe because they couldn't get their foot. I think, you know, you're entitled to run over the catcher if he's blocking the plate, and Mm. you realize you can't get your foot in there. Go back to the Pete Rose, Ray Fossey days. So you should be able to run over the catcher. Yes, if he's blocking the plate and you're sliding and you, you see you can't possibly touch home plate and he's blocking it. Should you be able to block the plate? Sure. Oh, okay. He should be able to block the plate, and you should be able to lay him out so that you can uh, get to home plate. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. 
I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Um, Is anybody happy about anything? Is there anybody in a good mood? Because I came in today and it was like, I saw Seton. He's like, God, this cheater thing drives me crazy. Paulie's like, why don't we have an afternoon special for baseball? I think we all feel better now. We got it off okay. our chest. All right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Let's start the show. All right. Come on. Come on. A little bingo. Let's go. By the way, I'm watching Little League World Series. And I see this uh, boy get hit in the helmet. And he goes, to, he's down for a little while. He goes oh, to God, first don't base. Don't even start with this kid. <laughs> hey, that's my job. Oh, wow. give me a break. Oh. So I send, now I, I see him get, he gets hit in the helmet. The pitcher's crying. He gets to first base. He realizes the pitcher's crying. He console. he walks over to the mound and consoles the pitcher. He hugs him, says, you're doing great. So I sent the video out to the Danettes. Paulie goes, soft. <laughs> just kidding, so I don't get a lambasted yeah. by America. Yeah, I, I was just kidding, too. Yeah. Okay, so America it's just a joke. I loved it. I, I thought, and I, I always wondered how many, like if you get to the major league, what, when does it change? Because, sportsmanship? Yeah, sportsmanship. Because it's lost now. But when does it change? Like at what age does it change? Does it become, this is the Little League World Series. And this is a big, this might be the most important sports moment for 90% of these kids. Yes, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it changes. I just think it's something that you are. Either you're a good sport or you're not. I don't, I don't think but there's that... less sportsmanship. The older you get, there's less sportsmanship now in, in sports, all of sports. Right. Then, like, the, is it a big deal if I acknowledge that, hey, I hit you? I'm sorry about that. Or, you know, in baseball, it's just like, an, you know, hey, sorry about that. Like, it, all of a sudden, if you acknowledge, then you're weak. Well, yeah, but do you, you don't have to hug each other, though. No, you no. You just be like, a, hey, my bad. Most of the time, I bet that that's, it's just not even shown on camera if it happens. You know? It was great. Now, the kid's probably going to win an SP because I'm immediately being <laughs> cynical, going, uh, how does ESPN work this in to the SPs? 
and the SB for best hug after getting hit by a pitch in the Little League World Series goes to <laughs> Jimmy Lipper. Yes, Tony. Did that kid call timeout before he went over to the pitcher? Imagine <laughs> if they tanned him out because he didn't ask the up. Wait, can I go over to the pitcher and see if he's okay? You're out. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hug this. Okay. Hug the bench. <laughs> <laughs> You're not suggesting the whole thing was set up like the pitcher goes, I'm going to crack you in the no, noggin, no, no, and no. we're going to go to Los Angeles next year. No, I don't know. Okay, this is what the ESPYs would do, at least in the 18 years that I was there. This is where they would go, okay, we, do we reenact the hug? with the two boys, and the SB for best hug during a Little League World Series after being hit by a pitch goes to. And then you have both of them come out, they hug each other, and it's great. Yes, Todd. But there's nothing in it for the pitcher. The hitter is the big hero. We, we felt bad for the pitcher. The pitcher has to relive crying and getting <laughs> hugged. Hey, you're doing great. It's okay. I'm fine. He, I'm okay. But, he, but he showed emotion, and we love seeing emotion. Like that... The fact that he was crying on the mound was a big deal. You're, you're, I mean, he truly felt bad that he hit him in the head. Yes, Mark. I'm and sure. it's a guy who cries all the time. I'm like, <laughs> yes. It's like Nick Faldo yeah. crying on Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Somebody else crying. I need more guys crying. Yes, Mark. I'm not sure if they bring up bring him out to Los Angeles, but they are a part of this video montage with Foo Fighters hero in the background <laughs> underneath. Oh, oh. oh, that's what we're doing? Oh. Okay. Yeah, like oh, those so it's a group. Of, there's going to be a lot of athletes showing sportsmanship. Like just those moments of the year. Okay. Where it's like, you know, when the softball player hit the home run and the two other players are carrying her around the bases. Yeah. It's going to be something like that with Foo Fighters okay. hero underneath. All right. I'm not familiar with the song. I, I know, The title but I probably heard the song many times. And Seton being a Foo Fighter fan. That's one of their good ones. Oh, how many good ones do they have? Five. <laughs> and being generous. But then I said to Seton, I said, what book, what are you reading now? He goes, oh, uh, Dave Grohl. Yeah, I love Dave Grohl. I love Dave Grohl. Nirvana's one of my all-time favorite bands. I absolutely love Dave Grohl. You just don't like Dave Grohl in the Foo Fighters or the Foo Fighters. I'm, I'm surprised at their longevity. Like, they could still sell out, like, 100,000 people or something. Yeah. It's like, how? Why? Okay, are you more surprised at Foo Fighters or Green Day? Oh, Foo Fighters. Okay. For stay, sure. Stay in your lane. I know, no. I've, <laughs> I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've seen the exhibit. Green, Green Day. Day. Those songs are catchy as hell. You know, like, those are great pop songs. Man. Is there a pop funk? Pop punk? Pop punk is Green Day. Would that... Correct. Would the Ramon the uh, Ramones be pop punk? Mm, I guess if they came out today, yeah, they were pretty poppy. Okay. Yeah, I'm just curious about. I don't know if it, then it hadn't necessarily splintered into micro genres of music. I know. You know what I mean? When did that happen? Oh well, there are times when I go, I don't even know what that label is on that kind of music. Like, <laughs> right. Like metal, metal, speed metal, Ooh. new metal. I I don't. I'm like. I don't know what this is. Yeah, well, it's more of a post-emo core. Like, what <laughs> the hell? Yeah, Polly. That's a good segment, man. We just crushed it. Right. Two days in a row. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. we get you in a bad mood yet? or No, no, no. I'm oh. in a good mood. Feeling good. No, I'm in a good mood because I, people cry. I saw somebody <laughs> cry, and I saw some sportsmanship. Yes, Polly. I got one more thing to say about this. Now, we, <laughs> the entire, America completely loved that moment with the Little League World Series. Wait, are you going to? 
No, I'm not going to okay. poo poo. Okay. Not going to poo poo. I thought That's it was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Off brand for me. I was hoping you'd poo poo yeah. just to be a good. Wait, well, Todd, he's not done yet. Okay, I know. I'm just I'm next in line. What if, like, the wrong. Dodgers pitcher, Tony Gonsolin, hit someone in the helmet and just started bawling in the mouth? He's like a 29 year old man. Okay. How would that play out um, on national TV and radio? I would love to have had Vin Scully describe it. Like he hits Manny Machado in the helmet. Machado's okay. He goes down to first base. And all of a sudden, Gonsolin's like, I can't believe what happened. <laughs> you imagine somebody like Max Scherzer? Yeah. We did right? like two straight weeks on Freddie Freeman crying. <laughs> Ooh. That, that wasn't mid-game, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't mid-game. I didn't watch all the games. No, we no. didn't present him as a hero, though. I no, can tell you that. No, we did not. We did not. Different coverage. Yes, Todd. What if the kid started out by doing the right thing, by approaching the pitcher, and then you could hear him, Mike, saying, what are you crying about? Grow up. The people get hit by a pitch all the time. I can't believe you're crying about this. Then it ruins it a little bit. He's probably not going to get an SB at that point. If you were the pitcher and you were crying and Paulie got hit in the helmet, he probably would say to you, we stop, you big boob. Can't believe you're crying yeah, on national you TV right what now. Stop right now. I you're get, embarrassing yourself. Part of the game. Yeah, I would have gone over with the fake concern like, you yeah. are so buttery soft on yeah. the mound. Yeah. Buttery soft. Yeah, I'm taking you deep next time. I'm going dead central. All right, let me take a break. We're just getting started. We've got to come up with a poll question. We'll hear from the commissioner. Of course, he won't be on the show, but we'll play some of his comments from the owners' meeting. I like how they approved the uh, sale for the Denver Broncos to uh, the now richest owner in the NFL, the uh, Walton family. The, I think he's worth $60 billion. I think he's going to be okay with the salary cap. Yeah, what? I, I, saw, I saw something where the next richest owner, I think, is David Tepper at, at like, like $16.5 Yeah, billion. he's a punk. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. And here's the bet. Paulie, Bears over under six and a half wins. Detroit Lions... Six and a half wins. Who has more wins this year? I'll take the Lions. As will I. I think the Lions <laughs> have a better roster. I don't bet with loyalty. Okay. All right. I, 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 will, I was curious about that. All yeah. right. So the uh, Lions are at six and a half as well. Feels like they have a little better roster. Uh, Mo in Arizona. Hey, Mo, what's on your mind? Morning, Dan. Dennis. <laughs> Uh, one, I could never imagine Randy Johnson crying because he plucked somebody, let alone somebody trying to give him a hug afterward. But That's I, true. I, I know. Pie, yeah. But I got I got a pie in the face bet. Um, yes. Um, regardless of who starts for the 49ers, I know Marvin's with me on this one, we're making the playoffs. Not only are we making the playoffs, we're going to win our division. Okay. Well, that's not outlandish, Mo. I know, but. I'm a fan, so what do you want me to do? I mean, that's my team. Well, why don't you say they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Well, that, now that's outlandish. <laughs> 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 well, baby, we got to take baby steps. we got to take baby All right. steps. Thank you, Mo. Nobody's going to bet you on that. They should make the playoffs. That's a damn good team, no matter who the quarterback is. Uh, Jeremy in South Carolina. You got a better bet for us, Jeremy? I do. Hey, DP. Second hey, time, long time. Six foot and a pitcher crying soft. One fifteen. Uh, 
Pot of the Bet face is, oh, and I got to throw some shade at Todd later. Um, future Hall of Famer Matt Stafford, that's right, mate, throws four or more touchdowns in the first game against the Bills. Okay, wait. What was that now? Matthew Stafford throws four or more touchdowns in the first game against the Bills. Okay, that's for a pie to the face? Pie to the face. All right, I'll take that. You'll take that. All right. I'm taking it, Jeremy. Wow, I like it. Okay. All right. Um, And then uh, for wearing the LSU shirt yesterday, suck it, Fred. Let's ride. All right. All right, Todd. Todd wore an SEC shirt because we had the SEC commissioner. Exactly. Not that you were rooting for LSU. Definitely not. But if you were, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to pick an SEC school because the commissioner was coming. I like to play dress-up based on the guests sometimes. Play dress up. I do. I play dress up based on uh, who the guests might be. If I have a sh- shirt no, no, or no. something, uh, grown men don't play dress up. Whatever you want to call it, I like. To, I'm like, who do we have on today? It would be fun to have that. Uh, we're talking about Vince Scully passing, whatever. Or Bill Plaskiano with the Dodgers jersey, something like that. I mean, you want to play dress up with your wife? Okay, but... I've tried many times. She's just not uh, not into that. Yeah, Paul. Actually, she likes it. She wants Todd to put more clothes on, not less. If you know what I mean. How about a sweater? How about some corduroys? How about we dress up like we're at Lambeau in, in January? No more clothes. Um, by the way, this program brought to you by Mercedes, MBUSA.com. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Fred Siegel has a new book. It's called Freezing Cold Takes. NFL, football media's most inaccurate predictions, and the fascinating stories behind them. It's a book that was released yesterday, and uh, Fred, kind enough to join us. I'd probably refer to you as the ombudsman of uh, sports media. Is that a fair title? I'm one of them. I think there's others, too. I think everybody likes to fashion themselves in some way as an ombudsman of sports media. Uh, The tweet that got the most... Traffic, most attention was what? Uh, God, there's so many. Um, there's one in particular that I can think of that's really, really funny. It's from Cowherd, Colin Cowherd in, let me say, uh, 2014. He posted, uh, Dak Prescott will be a backup in the NFL, period, at tight end, period. And it consistently goes around and around and around and is made fun of constantly. And that almost feels like a joke. Like it's so absurd that you're trying to have fun <laughs> with it. I mean, this isn't Logan Thomas who became a tight end after being a quarterback in college. I, I think he was I think it was a little hyperbolic. He was watching a game where Mississippi State was playing Alabama and Dak Prescott wasn't playing well. And he was basically saying he's not going to be amount to anything in the league. But the way he said it was just to make fun of him and to really get the ire of Michigan State, I mean, Mississippi State fans. The difference between a hot take and a bold prediction is what? Well, the difference between a hot take is something that I would say is you are trying to say something in a way that is um, not just bold, but is going to be provocative enough to get attention. And a bold prediction is simply just the blanket prediction. So I would say a bold prediction is sometimes within a hot take. 
But then there's part of it. Do you feel like you're being played by those giving these hot takes because they want it to be crazy? They want it to be outlandish that they're trolling you. Yes, I, I try to I try to evaluate that a lot uh, because like guys like Skip Bayless, you uh, there are people who think that, that that's his entire all of his take repertoire is that. Um, but I, I do understand that there's a lot of these guys on TV who were trying to be interesting more than trying to be right. But um, at the end of the day, everybody's sending me those takes. So at least like there's just a substantial amount of people are trying to get those takes appearing on the feed. So I say to myself, um, I'll do some of them, but not all of them. Like I'm not going to just use everything that Skip Bayless says or Cowherd says. Um, I have to, to put a limit on it. And there's a lot of other people who do that, yes. Skip Bayless, the first face on your Mount Rushmore of cold takes? <laughs> well, in protest, because of the reasons you said. And Skip is, is, there's things that he posts that are completely obvious that he's, doesn't, he can't possibly think of those things, think those things rationally. And he also has his, what feels to be a, a gimmick, a shtick, where he, zeroes in on a player and decides I'm going to constantly berate that player and say negative things about him and spin any positive into a negative. And obviously his his biggest one is LeBron James. He does that with, and in NFL, he does that with Aaron Rodgers. And he does that in a lot of other sports too. He, anything Aaron Rodgers does, he'll spin it. Even if it's positive, he'll spin it into a negative. And so it, it doesn't seem like it's genuine. All right. So you have Skip Bayless. Who else mm-hmm. is on your Mount Rushmore? Well, I would say Mike Francesa. Um, but Mike he, is trying to be right. He's not exactly. trying to troll you. Exactly. And that, that's what I wanted to that's, – that's, well, that's a great point. Out of all the people who are trying to be provocative on air and really concerned about uh, being entertaining – Francesa is completely honest with everything he says, um, but he's so defiant. He's so defiant about what he says. Um, he'll say things and just, it, it's like there's no way that anyone else who thinks it could possibly be right. And he, he has a knack for saying things that uh, indefiantly. And then after, like within a real brief period, the opposite happens. Like he defiantly said that the Jets would never get two first round picks for Jamal Adams. And then like less than 24 hours later, the Jets traded Adams to Seattle and got two first round picks. Like, <laughs> like he has a knack for having that happen to him. But I got to give him respect because at least like he's not trying. No. Like he's genuine in his, in, in how bad some of his opinions are. He's genuine in everything he said. He has no, he, he doesn't think about that, uh, about the, being provocative and yeah, like exactly what you know, you'd see a lot from all these people in, in sports radio and sports TV now. He's so you got like cowherds on your Mount Rushmore, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Cowherds on there, but you know, cowherd, cowherd, he, I, I think that he wants to be interesting first, but he, he's, his the things he says are, are based are genuine. I, I just think that he fashions it in a way to be less boring. So, and he likes to do those analogies, like he'll compare someone to like jeans <laughs> or boy bands. Um, <laughs> I think he compared, the, he compared, he compared Nick 
uh, Foles season for Philadelphia in 2018 to Adam Sandler's monologue in Billy Madison, where Billy Madison said the puppy who lost his way when he was sitting in the kindergarten class. That he went all the way and dug there. About, that was Nick Foles, the puppy who lost his way. I'd have to blame that on his writing staff because I, <laughs> I, I don't think that's Colin. I think that's writing staff. He doesn't. Say, he loves the metaphors. Yeah. Oh, I, can imagine his, I can imagine his writers come up with a metaphor, show it to him, comparing like uh, Steph Curry to skinny jeans and, um, <laughs> and, and, and then Colin going, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I can run with that. All right. Give me some other ones. You mentioned uh, – Cowherd's one on Dak Prescott. Skip always has a couple of them. Uh, Your um, five favorite ones. Okay. Well, one of the ones that are favorite is my favorite is, uh, is, you know, the Patriots will regret hiring Bill Belichick is the, is the headline to a article written by Ian O'Connor, who was then a writer for the Westchester Daily News in New York. Um, he gets all the, he's like the fall guy for that tape. But it, it, if you read my book, and as you'll see in my book, there are so many of those people who thought that. Yeah. I mean, I have a whole chapter just of. And that's so pre-social media. So he's grandfathered yes, in. Yeah. So all newspaper. Yeah. All right. What other takes do you have? Um, well, there's, uh, one skip bayless said johnny football will one day be bigger in cleveland than his buddy lebron ever was that was right after johnny menzel was drafted by cleveland browns late in the first round i think it was um is he still sticking by that uh, no he doesn't stick by that oh, okay i just wanted but, to uh, make he, sure he, he he used it he constantly pushes 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 until he can no longer do it anymore um, but, well, I know that he was big on Tebow over Aaron Rodgers, that he would take. Right, Tebow. right. He was big on Tebow over Aaron Rodgers. He was big on Tebow about everything. He picked Tebow as one of his guys, just like he has guys that he doesn't like, and he will be cr- critical of them about everything. He does the exact opposite with certain other guys, and Tebow was one of them. He just hitched on the Tebow wagon and just completely uh, talked him up like everything he did was gold. And that was one of the things he did with Tebow. And then until it until it finally wore off and he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I don't know what Skip's going to do when LeBron retires. <laughs> I'll have to pick another guy. But I think that that take right there, that Johnny football one, was a way to, you know, hitch on to Johnny Manziel and then also criticize LeBron at the same time. What uh, what freezing cold takes do you have when the Falcons were up 28-3? to on the- Oh, God. I, I, there's so many. I remember Jim Rome said, shootout, question mark, blowout. <laughs> rack him. Yeah, rack him. Rack him. Uh, uh, there, were, there were so many. I, I mean, it was so long ago. But at the time, um, the funny thing was at the time I was preparing all the posts about the Falcons at, at halftime. And then by the end of the third quarter, I started to have to pick up all the ones from the beginning of the game. Uh, in the first half, I was preparing all the, the things about people saying the Falcons wouldn't win because I thought they were going to win. So it was really like my actions were a cold take on my part during that game. Then it came to the mid-third quarter. I had to start to recite, uh, go back and look at all the posts about 28-3 halftime. But there were so many. I mean, Stephen A. Smith definitely had one. 
talk about Brady being done. There was a lot about trying to put in Jimmy Garoppolo. Should they put in Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> and also about Trump. Like Trump, Frank, Brady was friends with Trump because that was a big thing at the time. So he has to lose because Trump makes everything bad. That type of thing. Well, good luck with the book, Freezing Cold Takes NFL Football Media's Most Inaccurate Predictions and the Fascinating Stories Behind Them. Uh, Fred, thanks for joining us. I'm glad I didn't make the book. <laughs> well, you don't really go out on the hot takes. You're one of the, one, you're one of the few who, who is able to not have to do that and still has a very popular show. Well, I also had the luxury of being on SportsCenter. Right, right. You were able to have credibility going into. I think it'll be a harder thing to do now to try to break into the radio business not being that guy. I'm going to try to make the next book, Fred. All right. All right. Thank you, bud. Take care. That is the man who collects freezing cold takes there. A Twitter media critic, Fred Siegel. The book is now available. Uh, came out yesterday. I'm happy I didn't make it. I, I, I always find it funny. I get criticized for not being, you know, a hot take guy. I'm trying to think. Now, I've been wrong about things. Um, you know, Logan Thomas, the quarterback at Virginia Tech. Now, I didn't tweet it out. I just said it on the show. So there's a difference there. Um, I got criticized because I said that the college football playoff committee wanted to move this up and uh, try to have a playoff in 2023. Now, they did want to. It just didn't happen. And I stand by it because speaking to my source on this, he said, you weren't wrong. We didn't get it done. He said, but we wanted to move it up to 2023. We couldn't get it done. Yeah, see. What was the NFL story? There's like an NFL playoff story or something. They, everybody <laughs> hung on you the one time. Dan Patrick said they're adding a game to the playoffs yes. or something like yes. that. What was that? That that was <laughs> yeah, I was coming back from Denver on a red eye, and I'm sitting next to a guy who worked with the NFL, and he said, Ask me any questions that you want. And I didn't even offer up playoff expansion. He did. He said, you know, we're going to add another playoff team in each conference. I said, well, when? He goes, well, well I think we're looking at next season. <laughs> I come back, come back and I go, I said, I got, hey, I got this great source. You know, they're going to they're going to be adding playoff, more playoff teams. Yeah, Paul. That goes back to I have this is uh, January 6, 2014. <gasps> and, and I'm surprised it wasn't in uh, freezing cold takes. It was guess who tweeted out what you said during our show? McLovin, Perloff tweeted out, Dan Patrick says he's been told that the NFL will add a wildcard team in both conferences. Within 24 hours, Roger Goodell poo-pooed that. <laughs> Fully poo-pooed. I think that he was going to do it and then realized that I had said it. And then he goes, no, no, we can't do that. Dan Patrick said this. Roger, let's ride. If I would have said to Roger, here's who told me, Rog, then, he, you know, I'd love to have heard his response. But, uh yeah, it was one of those where I'm sitting next to somebody and I said, look, I got questions. Can you answer them? And he's like, yeah, ask me anything you want. <laughs> so I started asking questions. <sighs> That's all right. <laughs> but, but these are informed. These aren't like, hey, let me just talk. Let me, let me throw something out there and see if it sticks. 
it came true. It was just years later. Like a five-year delay on that. Yes, Tom. <laughs> but would it make you any more charming or interesting if you said the Steelers are going to go 14-3 and three this season or just, just come up with any kind of ridiculous thing to say? Like, it's not necessary. Well, if I believe it, then it's my opinion. Um, and, and it's different. I, I feel like if you truly believe it and you gave it this thought and you go, uh, Steelers are going undefeated. All right, let me hear your rationale on that. It's stupid, but let me hear it. But it feels like there are people in the business who want attention. They need attention. They want you to notice who they are. And I, I understand it. Uh, I don't subscribe to it, but I understand it. So when I get criticized by those who do hot takes by saying he never does a hot take, you're right. I'm not desperate. I don't need to. I do warm takes. You know, where you, you can take them out of the oven and it might be warm if you touch it, but it's not hot. You know, it's just, oh, wow, that's warm. That's all. It's like a, a nice, nice warm, warm take. Like a cozy blanket. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.